Welcome to the Creative Brew, helping you keep your creative juices brewing. We're giving out chunks of insight, motivation, and practicality for your creative journey. To a new episode of the Creative Brew, giving you insights on your creative journey. This episode is brought to you by a few great sponsors of mine. First of all, Panels, Comics, and Coffee Bar. Uh, they've always been a great partner of mine. They've been there since the beginning with me. Uh, so I always have to give shout outs to them. Um, they have, uh, they, actually here in, in Oceanside, California, they are a comic book and coffee bar. Um, so they, they have some of the hottest graphic novels and comic books going on right now. So if you're a fan of Batman, Justice League, uh, X-Men, uh, even indie titles, uh, even uh, titles like Invincible, um, that's uh, that's on uh, Amazon, I believe, um, or Hulu. And then uh, you got some some other ones that's out right now, Jupiter's Legacy, that's on Netflix. Um, they have all the back issues and graphic novels for that. So if you're a fan of both of those, check them out. Um, they also have a wide assortment of merchandise, toys, as well as some back issue vintage comics, uh, which I always look through. So they've got a lot of old school comics. Um, and actually properties that's actually being transformed into uh, movies right now. So, you know, you can find some collector, uh, collector items in a, a lot of those bins. So uh, if you mention the Cradle Brew, you'll get 10% off of your next purchase. Uh, you can see what else they have going on at Panels Coffee on Instagram and Facebook, and you can check them out at uh, panelscoffee.com. Another sponsor of mine is Elevate Coffee Trading. And if you appreciate specialty coffee, enjoy outdoor adventures, and love helping elevate the lives of children around the world, then you're going to love Elevate Coffee Trading. Uh, they're based out of the, uh, the Dallas, Texas area, and their mission is to extract hope through love, coffee, and adventures. There's free shipping in the United States, and every bag of coffee helps sponsor health and education for children in coffee-producing countries, such as Guatemala, and uh, in areas of need in the United States. So you can use promo code ELEVATE21 on your next order. Um, and you'll get a, a special discount on there. Um, you can also follow their journey and their mission uh, at Elevate Coffee Trading and uh, on Instagram, Facebook, or you can visit online at elevatecoffeetrading.com. Another sponsor of mine is Astropad. And if you're a digital creator like me, uh, and if you use a, a, a graphics tablet, such as the iPad Pro or, or maybe a Windows Surface tablet, uh, for a lot of your illustration design work, uh, Astropad actually turns uh, turns your iPad Pro uh, or tablet into a another professional graphics tablet. So uh, you can use Photoshop, InDesign, uh, Illustrator uh, that's generally on your desktop. You can use it right on your iPad Pro uh, or your graphics tablet of choice. And uh, so it's great functionality and it helps me out whenever I'm on the go. Say if I'm doing work at a coffee shop, uh, I'm always using Astropad uh, for a lot of my, as far as I, a part of my digital workflow uh, when I'm doing a lot of design projects. So you can check them out at uh, Astropad app or go to astropad.com and uh, check, them out, check them out today. And then my last sponsor is Cobopod. And Cobopod is actually uh, where I generally record a lot of my episodes. If you're, out, if you're sort of close near me uh, out here on the West Coast, I, I usually bring people in, but they're, uh, they're a boutique video and audio production studio in Oceanside, California. And if this is great if you're a podcaster, blogger, content creator, anyone that's that's looking to build more content for your brand, uh, even thinking about you know building a building a show, um, anything that you can think of, uh, they can do it for you. They sort of all um, all inclusive. They have a sound coach, photographer on staff. They've got 4K video, uh, professional audio. So for me, all I have to do is go in there. And just record. It helps me out. They actually do uh, editing for my show as well. So a lot of times, all I have to do is just um, put it into my Adobe Premiere Pro and get everything together. So they've been a great partner of mine, and I always have to give shout outs to them. Um, so if you're thinking, if you're sort of on the edge, you're like, hey, I want to do this podcast. I if you're in the area, please check out uh, Cobalpod, um, and you can book your session today at cobalpod.org. Uh, today we have a special guest. And we're going into season five of, of the great creative brew. But um, um, right now, it's sort of on the journey of, of pulling in um, inspiring and creative figures that, uh, you know, I'm always fans fans of. And, and you know, they, they're, I always see them as great inspiration for me. But uh, I, and I'll let her sort of introduce herself a little bit better. But her name is Kate. And um, um, how do you say it? Kate Bowman. I'm sorry. And uh, she is a creative dynamo, I would say, you know, she's a CEO, coach, 
Um, she's big into fitness. Um, she's always on Clubhouse. Uh, it's generally, it, there's so many things that she does. It's sort of hard to describe in one simple sentence. Um, and I think that's what makes her incredible. Um, so without further ado, I will let her sort of introduce herself, share her journey and how she got to where she is today. Well, thank you so much, Quantel. And first of all, um, congrats on season five. That is really cool. There are so many podcasts in the world and most of them do not have more than I believe, you know, seven or so episodes. And so to keep going and get into season five, that's, that's really awesome. Um, and I'm so happy to be on your show because we met and then you were actually on my podcast and had such a great time. And now it's been so fun getting to know you. So I feel very similarly to you. I think you do so many remarkable things in the world and are such a wonderful creator. And I don't have a good one sentence of who I am because I think so many of us are multi-passionate and um, I am uh, the CEO of Floyd Consulting. So I get to work with organizations to help them build dynamic cultures. So people love coming to work and accomplishing great things together. And our whole mission is to grow people And so I love the work that I get to do there. And so much of the work that I do is helping people discover their dreams and then hold them accountable to actually achieve those things. And so we believe that when an organization can only uh, be great when they are actually developing their people and growing their people. And so, so much of the work that I've done throughout my entire career has been about helping people realize their dreams, try new things, lean into their creativity. Like you and I, it's kind of a natural, we have that natural ability to just like, like something and then just dive into it and see if we, if we actually want to pursue something in it. But I think so many people hold themselves back. And so, um, uh, so I have a podcast called create for no reason. And that is all about doing more things that bring joy to your life simply for the fun of it, just to, to infuse that creativity in your business and life. Oh, that's great. Um, what now, and th- this something, and I think you sort of brought up something, uh, interesting. Have you always wanted to, um, as far as in the capacity that you're in, have you always wanted to, to help people or you, did you feel like maybe you're in a uh, situation where um, maybe someone helped you out and you felt, you know, sort of pulled to be like, that's something I want to do? Or is this something where like, you've always sort of felt the, the calling to, hey, I want to help inspire or, you know, I want to help mentor or I want to do certain things to sort of help, um, help others? Yeah, you know, I always attribute so much of my success to one of my, my second job out of school, at a college was working for the Boca Raton Chamber of Commerce. And while I was there, I did not come from a back, an entrepreneurial background. My father worked for the same company for 41 years. It was very much, you go to work, you just get paid, you come home. It's like, that was his way. But when I worked at the chamber, I met so many incredible entrepreneurs, community leaders, advocates. I learned about community. I learned about supporting each other. I learned about what it takes to build something remarkable. And from there, I felt so blessed. I was in my twenties and I was surrounded by people in their thirties, forties, fifties, sixties, who have done some really incredible things in the community. And so many of them took me under their wing. In fact, the whole board of directors used to tease me because they would say, we're like your, your other fathers or like this group of, of other fathers who really helped me. And at the time there was only, I believe there was only one or two women on the board and they were powerhouse. They were powerhouse women. And I will never forget how some of them inspired me. They empowered me. In fact, there was this one woman. I remember I was sitting um, in in the boardroom and during our board meeting, and I almost said something. I I I almost said something, but I you know I stopped because here I am. I'm this twenty some year old kid. What do I know? Yeah. And at the end of the meeting, this woman, Rocky Rockingham, is her name. She is this incredible human being. She walked over to me and she goes, "Were you going to say something in there?" And I said, "What?" And she goes, "Yeah, I thought were you." 
it looked like you wanted to say something. I said, oh, well, yeah, but, and she goes, no, you speak up. If you ever have something to say, you speak up. And so she became a, a, a mentor of mine, my friend, Victoria Rickson. Like these are women that I feel were such an instrumental part of who I am. I mean, I started from there. I started a women's program while at the chamber. I started a young professionals uh, group at the chamber. I just felt like these women empowered me and I knew I wanted to empower other people and other women. Um, and I, from there actually started a program called fab female and beautiful that I started for, for girls, little, little, um, 10 to 14 year old girls to really help with their self-esteem and self-confidence. So yes, I do think so much of, I think people in general are put on this earth. We have the desire to help each other. Not everyone knows how to do that. I feel very blessed that I had the opportunity to learn very quickly how to do that because of the role that I played at the chamber and the incredible people that I met there that really helped me become the person I am today. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's great. Uh, yeah, especially if you get, yeah, you get mentors like that. That's, uh, I, I don't think people really understand like how much of a uh, advantage you have having those mentors, having those coaches um, cause it's hard to sort of do it, do it by yourself. I mean, it's, I know there's a lot of people, even the, the people that I'm always around or just talking to, um, there's a lot of people that have these ideals and dreams and they're like, hey, I want to write this book or I want to, you know, even from a training aspect, you know, like I, I want to win a world title or, you know, just all kinds of things. But, um, you know, being able to have those mentors and coaches, I mean, you just, you can't beat it. Um, and I, I know I'm, I'm blessed, the to have people that uh, that I've known for years that that still connect with me, um, just through high school or college, and uh, people that I've always seen as as mentors, and um, you know being able to um, be molded uh, by them and their um, their actions and how they hold themselves, and, uh, and I think that's always been something um, that I've I've really been focused on is like you know just how do I want to you know how do I want to show up? You know, what, what's my character like? I'm not saying I'm, uh, like I said, I make, you know, I'm not perfect. I mean, I, 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 I make mistakes all the time, but um, I, I can at least be consistent enough to, uh, to, you know, hold myself in a certain uh, manner and, and being able to sort of present myself as authentic as possible. And I, and I see you, I, I definitely see you uh, doing that. Um, you know, even, you know, even from all the aspects that you're doing, like I said, I, I see that you're a big journaler and um, I, I love journaling. I've been doing that for years. And um, is that something you've always sort of been doing um, as far as journaling or did you just, you know, maybe you heard it on podcast and just started it? Um, I didn't know how long you've been journaling. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I probably learned so many things from um, my first, I think my first business or my first, my first per professional or personal development book yeah. was think and grow rich. Mm -hmm. That was probably the first one, the war of art. And then I got really into like Jim Rohn and all that stuff. So I learned a lot of those habits, like journaling from way back when, when, you know, Tony Robbins and like all that stuff. But yeah. what's really funny is I have, there's a box that I found when I moved into my, the place I'm in now. And it has so old journals, journals from in college journals from in, in middle school. And it's so funny. This it's one of the many reasons to journal because you get to see where you were and how you thought years ago. So of course I'm reading these journals in, in my, in college. And I'm like, oh my gosh, Kate, why did you care so much about these guys? Right? Like I wrote so much about, in fact, I still talk to this one, this one guy that we're still friends. We were great friends in college. And I was like, oh my gosh, you're never going to believe this. But I like read him one of the entries and he was dying laughing because he remembers the night that I was talking about. Oh my gosh, very drama filled back then. Um, <laughs> so I love journaling. I think it's throughout my, I, I've been journaling a long time, for sure started in college, but then got more into it later on in life. And then, you know, somebody gifted me the book, The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. Mm -hmm. 
And it was one of those books that I thought, and, and at the time I must've been, I don't know, I must've been in my mid twenties and I didn't read it. I was like, oh no, this doesn't apply to me. I don't, this isn't, I don't want to read this. I probably kept that book for a good five, seven years. And then when I was moving, I was trying to get, get rid of stuff. And I gave away that book. So fast forward. And I believe in life. If you keep hearing the same title of a book or a podcast or a person or something, I think that's your sign to read it, contact them, go after it, whatever. Like that's, those are signs. So I kept hearing the book again, the artist way, Julia Cameron, Julia Cameron. I'm like, all right. I was gifted the book. I can't find it. I must've given it away. I'm going to buy it. So I bought the book and then I read it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I waited like 10 years to read this book that somebody gifted to me. And so after I read Julia Cameron's book, The Artist's Way, for those of you that have read it, you know, it's, she talks about morning pages and, and right first thing in the morning, when you wake up, you just free flow, right? It has to be right when you wake up because your mind's not yet functioning. Mm-hmm. So what will come onto the page is different than what will happen when it, you're getting into the day. So, so I started doing morning pages and I'm telling you, if you've never done morning pages, start doing morning pages. She says to write for three pages, anything and everything it can. She said, if you can't think of anything, you can literally just start writing out your grocery list just to get the pen moving on the page. But what's so fun is you do the morning pages and then you look back. So I'm doing morning pages last year during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And now I look back and I started reading it. So I love just like going back to college. I love looking back even six months prior. And you look at these morning pages and you're like, oh my gosh, what was I thinking? Like, it's so funny. Like sometimes I'm like, who wrote this? This could not have been me. (laughs) And so I just think so often I use journaling in a lot of the work I do with my clients. I work with a lot of senior level, high level executives, and some of them are very resistant to journaling, but I always tell them your answer is, is in you, but you got to get it out. And one of the ways to do that is by not, is really just by getting the pen on the page and free flow writing and not giving yourself those restrictions. And you're going to, something's going to come out when you write that you never would have said out loud, that you never would have even thought if you just didn't write to get to the place that you needed to get to figure out the answer or uncover what you already know to be true. Because a lot of times we know what needs to be done or we know the best decision to make, but we talk ourselves out of it for all the reasons like you were just saying, like people want to write a book, but then of course you can talk yourself out of doing any of those things really easily because it's way easier to not do something than it is to do something. So yeah, journaling is an, is an amazing tool. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's, I I know sometimes I'll, I'll break out my old journals. I've I've actually been writing since, um, and I I think I've, I've naturally, um, just always sort of being around like comic books and stuff. Like I've always like sort of written, uh, even when I was like little and sort of creating story, like I made like a um, like a story for, you know, back in like fourth grade and like my teacher had read it. Um, so I've always sort of been in that writing mode, but I actually started like, I think like in 98, 1998, uh, right when I was like going into college, like I was writing, you know, journals. And I, and I, I would have like half of the book would be like my sketchbook. The back half would be my journal. And uh, yeah, sort of weird going back and like, reading all this stuff. I'm like, man, I was like, was I really thinking like this? I'm like, <laughs> it's, it's weird sort of seeing the, the evolution. And um, yeah, and even now while I'm, I'm starting to change how I, um, how I write. Um, and like I said, it, it's one of those where it's like, you, usually I would, sometimes I would do a brain dump. I, I, I'll, need to, I'll need to start doing more, more morning pages. A lot of times I'll, you know, I'll go through a, you know, meditation, I'll start reading, then I'll, I'll journal. But I think I'm, I may need to just get up and just start start writing and do and do that um, just to try that out. Um, how, how has that been uh, for you? I mean, does that feel well? Even even with the people that you that you work with, have they seen like a difference in maybe how they uh, come about solutions, or maybe they have like certain problems and when they feel like they just brain dump everything, they feel like, well, okay, maybe it wasn't really a problem. I just need to <laughs> sort of see it in a different perspective. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. They totally do. In fact, I, that's one of my favorite things is when I get someone who's really resistant to it. And then all of a sudden they come to a session and they're like, oh my gosh, I've been journaling every day. Even when you don't give me something to journal about, because usually at the end of a session, I'll give them a prompt. Yeah. But even if I don't, they're like, oh my gosh, I, this happened at work and I ended up journaling about it. And I'm like, look at you journaling all by yourself. I know. <laughs> well, it's, you know, it's so interesting because they're, look, I run a coaching company, right? I believe everyone needs a coach and coaching is so much about asking great questions and holding you accountable right? Like we're not here to give you the answer. We're not here to, to tell you what to do. Most of the time people know what needs to be done. If you sit in silence and let yourself figure out the answer. Yeah. So with journaling, you're able to do that because you're just writing through all of the thoughts, because I often think about how many, how many thoughts do you think over and over in a day? Like you get to the, you get to the answer. And then you think the same question maybe an hour later and you go through the whole process in your head again. That's exhausting. Yeah. And it takes so much mental energy. If you just would write it out, you're letting go of all those thoughts so you can fill your mind with whatever else you need to. And so that's one of the things that journaling does so well, which is why, I mean, I know um, we follow each other on Instagram. So I know you'll, you'll sometimes comment on my reels and stuff. And I do a lot of reels that share journaling prompts, just one, because if you just have one prompt, I think so often just like most things, cause people love to overcomplicate everything. When I say journaling, they're like, well, I don't, I sit down to journal and nothing comes out. I'm like, okay, well, there's a gazillion prompts out there in the world. Just like take a journaling prompt, you know, obviously Google journaling prompts, find someone that shares them. Or even one of the things that I love to do is I love books. I love books. I talk about, I do a lot of book reviews and book recommendations over on my YouTube channel. And so oftentimes I'll just like pick up a book, read a sentence or two, and I'll use that as one of the prompts because that is inspiring alone. If you read a line or uh, if you love music, I love, I've been getting really into music lately, like just different kinds of music I normally wouldn't explore. And a line from a song, you know, a lyric, something. And that is the prompt that you can start with. So we don't have to complicate the writing process or the journaling process. It's supposed to be, it's supposed to be there as a way for to support you, not as homework or not to feel like you have to do it. It should be fun. You should enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm always sort of interested, um, especially with the um, how, how, what's the percentage of of uh, CEOs that you or executives that you work with are um, like male to female? What's the ratio on that? Oh, you know what? That's a that's a great question. We probably right now um, work with more um, on our for our executive coaching. We probably work more with men right now. It, I, I would probably say maybe like 75, 25. Okay. Yeah, I, I was just wondering, I mean, because I, I know it's always been sort of taboo, especially on the, from the male aspect of like, oh, we're going to journal, oh, that's, you know. Um, so I, 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 I'm sort of interested because I, I feel like that's, that, that's a stigma that I know slowly, it's slowly starting to break away to where, you know, it's like, you know, it's some kind of like, yeah, it's emotional to write down your feelings or write down everything on your journal and, and it makes you uh, more vulnerable when in fact I mean like you have so many solutions when you write it down I mean you've got all the answers on, on your you know on the page and uh, that's something that um, I've always I, I mean I really never really saw it as that. I always saw it as something like this is you know I can I've always loved stories so being able to sort of sit down and like see the pro progress uh, progression, even for me, uh, from a life standpoint, and be like, you know, this is what I was thinking in 2002. This is what I was thinking in 2010. You know, this is what I'm thinking right now, like in the pandemic, uh, you know, so it's always good to sort of see that natural, you know, progression and even seeing if my thinking has changed. Uh, if I'm sort of thinking about the same thing over and over again, then okay, like now I see there's a pattern, <laughs> there, there's something I need to 
I may need to change. But if you don't, if you're not aware of that, if you don't know, I mean, you're liable just to make the same mistakes over and over, or maybe react exactly. to certain things over and over because you hadn't um, really been aware of that and assessed that and even putting it down on paper, like, hey, this is what you know, this is what gets me irritated, or maybe this is what gets me frustrated in a leadership role, or, you know, so it's, it's, uh, I, I was just wondering what that ratio was with men to female. Um, yeah, I would probably say, you know, for, for, for executive coaching, it's probably more male dominated, but, but our business coaching and leadership coaching is probably, I would say it's probably split. Okay. But you also have to look at the person, right? So if somebody says yes to coaching, investing in coaching, mm-hmm. just like we were talking about before, you, you invest in something and you, you do the work, right? So you're going to actually do something. So I think that it also um, kind of shows you the, the person that invests in coaching versus some of those people that maybe don't do the things that they, that could potentially be really beneficial to them. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, so we'll, we'll go into, uh, we'll, we'll go into fitness. Um, uh, obviously if, if, if you hadn't seen, um, Kate's, um, post on, on Instagram, uh, she's a, a big fitness junkie. Um, and that, that's something that I, I really feel like, especially for any entrepreneur, anybody that's trying to, um, especially if you're in a personal development field, um, fitness has to be some kind of, um, facet of the things that you're doing. Um, especially with everything that goes on through a, on a 24 hour basis. I mean, you have to have the, I always feel like you have to have the container to be able to produce so much energy and, and creativity. You have to have a container for it. Um, if that container isn't, you know, isn't the best you'll, I mean, you're, I've seen a lot of artists and a lot of cradles sort of, um, burn themselves, burn themselves out real quick and, you know, to the point to where they're you know sick in bed and and just all kinds of things to where it just because they didn't take care of their body or you know didn't have a routine to where um they're able to sort of get their body in enough physical shape to be able to do the things they need to do um when when did you when did you sort of get on that on that fitness journey and and how's that helped you out oh my fitness journey so my mother forced me to play basketball when I was younger and I went kicking and screaming. I didn't want to play, but of course I still to this day, thank her for pushing me into sports because it, you know, playing sports is awesome because you learn about team. You learn about what it takes to be part of a team and you learn about, you know, physical fitness. And so I've always been involved in sports and in, in college, I was a lifeguard. Like I've always, and I went to the gym all the time. So that was always important to me, but I will say my life transformed when at the chamber, when I was probably around 26 or so. And one of the members, it was a trainer, a personal trainer. And I hired her to be a trainer for me. And I worked out with her three days a week mm-hmm. for three months. Quantel never been in better shape of my life. I was like, Oh my gosh, I learned so much about, I thought I was always healthy. I thought that I did all the right things, but she really helped me understand. Oh, like Kashi bars from a rapper are not healthy. They have a lot of sugar. Like I didn't know that. Right. Like I didn't, I just didn't know. And my parents were, you know, we ate great food and we were really healthy, had a lot of veggies, but there were just a lot that I didn't really know. And so she opened my eyes to the whole world of true fitness, nutrition, what you need to do to fuel your body. And from there, when I was working out with her three days a week, I was doing everything she told me to do. I wasn't cheating on that diet. I wasn't taking what, cause I'm like, I'm paying this woman to teach yeah. me how to be fit. So I got in the best shape of my life. I'd never, I couldn't believe I'm like, I had like a six pack. I, I was like, it was crazy. <laughs> and then I just, so from there, I just became really, really into fitness and discovering like, wow, your body can do incredible things. As long as you feed it the right things, if you fuel it the right way, if you work out in the way that you're supposed to. And, um, and, uh, and so I got really excited just to learn more and more about how to really be fit. And so my journey from there kind of like went, um, and I always have stayed fit and, 
the, and, and learned a lot and started learning more about like natural healing and what does that look like? And, you know, what, do, what does it mean to like do cleanses? And, you know, I just, now I just geek out on learning all this stuff. I don't do all the things like intermittent fasting and all that stuff, but I love learning about it again, because I think the body, like you were saying, you have to be, you have to have a lot of energy and energy is one thing that I've always had a lot of just in general, I guess I'm just a high energy person. So I'm lucky for that. And, um, but yeah, I, I just, I love fitness. I love when I go to the gym now, I was part of a gym when I, when I lived in a different location that I was obsessed with because I loved the owners. So I love entrepreneurship. I love, I love sports and, 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 and fitness. And so I loved these guys and they had a really incredible, uh, gym that took me to another level. And now, um, I moved about two years ago. So now I'm in another gym that, you know, I'm just learning new things from the trainers that are there and always trying to level up and just get better and build muscle and, you know, be fit and do yoga and flexibility is all those things are important. And now when I, when I can lift more, like I want to feel strong. So when I get, when I lift more, I, I run up to the trainer. I'm like, Oh my gosh, guess what I did today? Like I did 35 pounds in dumbbell snatches when like, you know, I've been doing 25 for so many years. And so I just get so into the, just getting stronger, getting better, moving my body and just knowing that I'm doing it, not, you know, of course it's nice to look a certain way, but it's really more just like strength. I want to feel good. I want to move well. I know that as I get older, I want to, you know, I want to be able to do the things that I do now, no matter what age I am. So it's so important to do that now. And so I'm really grateful for learning so much about the body and fitness and nutrition. You know, my family teases me because I'm the one in the family who, who brings the healthy snacks to the, to the family dinners and all that oh, stuff. No. And I don't, Oh no. It's so bad. You should, you know, it's so funny. I, a few years ago, I went, we went to, um, Thanksgiving and my, my boyfriend at the time. And I was, we were, we wanted to bring, we were bringing pudding, but we made avocado pudding Oh. <laughs> and my little, my little nephew, he says, Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Aunt Kate brought pudding. And he was so excited, like the whole dinner to eat this pudding. He ate the pudding, spit it out. This is disgusting, Aunt Kate. <laughs> yeah, so that's me. I'm the aunt that brings avocado pudding. <laughs> oh, wow. I thought it was good. I have to say, I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I saw something in a... Um... Cause that we, we've been trying to, me and my wife, we've been trying to do some more, um, like sort of like paleo cooking. Um, and we saw something like that. It was like either an avocado or chia seed pudding, uh, that they had a recipe for it. It looked good. I just hadn't tried it yet. Um, yeah, I'm going to try the avocado pudding that I, I mean, that, which I love avocado anything. So I'm one of those like avocado freaks. Like I will eat, I'll eat avocado by itself and just. So yes, it's good. It, I mean, it does taste like pudding. Like you mash it up, you put some cocoa in it. I forget whatever else, but it was very simple. It's very easy to make too. See, I'm all about simplicity and the least amount of ingredients, because yeah. even when I go shopping, I'm always, you, my sister, she yells at me because I, when I go into her pantry, I'm like, no, look at the ingredients it has. And she's like, enough, enough. <laughs> I'm like, I want things that only have exactly the, like just the one or two ingredients. You don't need anything else. Yeah. It is what it is. So I'm that girl, but, yeah. but it's only because I... we actually eat. Oh my gosh. Everything has sugar in it. Yeah. But yeah. that's the thing that I get so excited about, especially when you find people, there are certain people that I'll follow on Instagram or YouTube and their whole mission is educating people on food and health and, and wellness and eating, eating better. And I love that they do all the research and I just get to watch a video and like learn as much as they need to. So I feel like I'm making better choices. And 
Um, and also, you know, some of my friends, they'll, they will wait so long to start going to the gym and, and really treating their body well, and then they'll do it. And they call me up and they say, oh my gosh, I feel so amazing. Yeah, of course you do. Like it's, it's great. Like we know what we need to do. And, and Hey, listen, it's always funny. I always tease like my sister and I will talk about it. Cause I'll say, I am so disciplined when it comes to fitness and nutrition. And that's my, like, for me, that's really easy, but there's so many other areas of life that it's like so much harder for me to be disciplined. So it's, 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 a it is a practice. It is such a practice that we have to consistently show up and do the work. And for, I know for a lot of people that that piece of their life, it's a lot harder to get into. They don't love working out and doing all that stuff. Um, but you know, just like anything that we do creatively, it's, about showing up and doing it every single day, consistency. And over time, it gets easier and easier until the point, like for me, the reason why it's so easy for me is because it, I've been doing it for however many years, you know, I'm the, to me, it's just, that's my lifestyle. I don't have to think about it. When people say, how do you wake up at five in the morning, go to the gym? Like, I don't even think about it. it there's, yeah. it's a non-negotiable. Yeah. Yeah, that is, that is true. Yeah, you start, you know, giving yourself decisions and uh, that's where you, <laughs> you get in trouble. Yes. Like, yeah, it's very easy to go ahead and hit that snooze. And I know I've done that a couple of times, but, um, but yeah, it's just, you get up, you get up, put your stuff on and you get going. Don't, don't think about it because you, you give yourself a, a, a decision. And <laughs> a lot of times it's like, uh, the bed does feel good, but you know, you, you got to put in the work. Um, you know, I, I think that's, I think that's something that I've, I've sort of been preaching to, um, you know, even on, on the podcast and, and just with a lot of the people that I, that I train in the gym is, you know, is, is just being consistent. You know, you're, you're expecting, you know, to be a world champ or you're expecting like all these great opportunities in a year. And I was like, you're not even ready yet. Like you haven't even built up anything, um, to, to be able to prepare yourself for the opportunity. And that's something that I would, yeah, and that's something I'm, I'm, I'm doing myself. You know, I'm having to practice that too, is doing all the work, you know, necessary, you know, when a speaking engagement comes or whenever a, a great opportunity comes that sort of shows, you know, who I am and sharing my story to the world. Um, I've been putting in, you know, years of work, um, before that to be able to get that opportunity. So I think if, you know, something, if I, I think if I just started my podcast and someone like, Hey, we got to speak an opportunity. I don't think I'd be as prepared as what I am now. Like now I'm just waiting, you know, I'm just doing all the stuff knowing that someone's going to ask me, Hey, can you speak at this event? I'm like, yeah, sure. Um, so I, I think, uh, I think especially now with, even with the youth now and even with adults, I mean, We've got so many things that, you know, it's just instant, you know, instant gratification um, right at mm -hmm. our fingertips. And when someone's like, okay, you've got to, what if someone, what if, now, now telling somebody, like, okay, what if you had this goal, like say you're going to be a, you know, a award-winning author, but you had to wait seven years for it, would you still do it? Um, and you know, some people are, they say yes at first until you actually have to do the work and you have to wait. Um, that's where, you know, people are like, ah, I don't, you know, I want this now. I want it now. Mm -hmm. Um, so, uh, the, yeah, that's something to where I, I think for me personally, I, I've, I've tried to, you know, make myself be a little bit more mindful and know, Hey, look, I'm, you know, I'm working on this graphic novel, which I think could be great, but right now I have to put in the work knowing, okay, this this is going to come out great. I just have to put in the work and just be patient. And I think that's for anybody that's, that's aspiring to do anything is, you know, just be willing to, to do the work and just wait. There, there might have no finish line, just do the work. And when that opportunity comes, you'll be ready for it. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that whole concept of the, you know, 10 year overnight success. Yeah. It's that it's, it's the years of work. It's the reps that you put in. It's the practice of every day showing up, doing the work, doing what you need to do in order to become the person that you need to be in order to get to what, to that 
to that finish line or that non-finish line, as you talked about, because there is no finish line, because once you reach one finish line, you're already looking ahead to the next accomplishment that you want to have. And it's tough, but it's, you know, it's, it's always, I forget the author that said it, but something like, you know, writers don't, writers want to have written the book. They don't want to actually write the book. (laughs) And I think that every day as I'm writing my book and I'm always like, oh my gosh, this is exhausting. Like just fitting it together, sitting down and writing. And sometimes I'm like, this is amazing. And sometimes I'm like, does this, is is this anything? Like, does this mean anything? And, you know, I, I, I love comparing entrepreneurship to, or, or entrepreneurs and what we can learn from comedians because comedians talk about someone who has to put in the work, yeah. getting up on stage night after night, bombing yeah. all the time, no one laughing. And you still get up the next day and you do the work, you get on stage and you do it and you go back and then you modify and you look at how long it takes them to write jokes and write these lines. And sometimes the joke won't hit, but then they'll, they'll take out two words or they'll frame it differently. And it gets huge laughs and they could only figure that out by going up to an audience every single night. Mm -hmm. And that's the way that we have to approach our work and our creativity and the projects that we enjoy and appreciate. I mean, even I even look at writing a book, even if I never published the book, the act of sitting down and writing every single day makes me a better writer, makes me a better communicator, makes me a better thinker because I'm trying to formulate ideas that I have in my head that I want to share with the world. And maybe it would not be a book. Maybe I would turn it into videos or maybe I would turn it into a blog, whatever. I mean, it's going to be a book, Quantel. It's going to be a book. (laughs) But I just think it's so fascinating how you can't get to a place without the experience of whatever it is that you're doing. I think a lot about that with podcasting. I mean, look, you know, my friend, Sean and I, you were so gracious to be on our show and we've been doing the, the podcast. We're on season three and it's a fun journey and a fun process. And I look back and I listen to episode number one. And I cringe because I'm like, Oh gosh. And now every time that we do it, it's better and better, which makes me, again, I get to be a better speaker. It makes me a better podcast guest. It makes me a better podcaster every time that you do it, but you just can never get to that place until you put in the work, you do the practice, you, you trust the process of it all, which can quite honestly be really hard because people want to know the ending. We want to know it's going to be a success. We want to know that it's going to happen. And we just have to put faith that it's going to, but know that even if it doesn't, it was worth it. The journey, the process, the practice was worth it. Yeah. Yeah, that I fully, fully agree on that. Um, So right now, what 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 things are uh, inspiring you right now? What what things get you up in the morning? Like, okay, this is you know, how, how does Kate show up today? What, what's inspiring you? (laughs) Um, well, I am very inspired by my incredible team of coaches and trainers. And I'm, I feel so blessed to be part of an organization that our whole purpose is to help people grow and become the best version of themselves. That alone just gets me so jazzed to be part of this team and the work that we get to put out into the world. And my book is inspiring me because I want to get it done. And I'm excited to really help other people do more things that they love just because they love it. Not because they have a reason, not because they're going to make money doing it, not for any other reason other than it brings joy to their life and people need more joy. Yeah. And um, yeah, so those are, that's really what I think about a lot, you know, just building this business and focusing on the creative projects that I have going on. I'm, I'm loving doing the podcast. I'm meeting some cool people. I'm exploring some fun ideas with Sean and we have a great time doing it and always pushing myself out of my comfort zone and trying to do new things. I took a poetry workshop. I'm always pushing people to, you know, expand their horizons. And I 
have started exploring poetry uh, during the pandemic. I really started getting into poetry and I took a poetry workshop that I was so nervous to take because I am not a poet. Yeah. <laughs> and that's been, you know, I look at it the same way what I just described. It's helping me become a better writer. It's helping me write poetry. It's helping me explore ideas that the guy that runs it, he's making me very uncomfortable because he gives me these prompts that I have to write poetry about and I don't want to. And he said, and the re and the fact that you don't want to is the reason why you need to. And so I feel, yeah, I feel really, it's, that's been really fun to do. So yeah, you know, it's, I, I feel really blessed that, I don't know if it's just, I think that certain people are just this way, but I just always, I'm so jazzed to wake up every morning and just try new things, do new things, meet new people, yeah, explore stuff. That's great. So creative tips. What is a creative tip or tips that you can provide our audience? Ooh, a creative tip. So honestly, I feel like I just shared do something that you keep saying you're going to do, but don't explore, explore your creativity, lean into your creative passions, try, get out of your comfort zone and try something new, like, like with the poetry workshop, right? Like what can you start exploring that is just fun and you don't have to have this whole reason behind it. And always, like we talked about, just the practice of it. Mm -hmm. Show up like every day, just show up with no expectation, with nothing but, hey, I'm going to do this because I want to. And it's fun. And you know that it's going to be worth it in the end. So um, when I think so often, we, we, perfectionism takes control of our creativity. We don't want to do something because we want it to be perfect or we talk ourselves out of it. There's so many reasons why we don't explore some of the creative work that we want to. And I would just say, show up every day, show up, give yourself a, a goal or tell yourself that, you know, if, if something's really important to you, that especially those creative dreams that you have in your heart that you keep thinking about doing. You keep talking about writing a book. You keep talking about starting a podcast. You keep talking about maybe doing MMA, whatever it is, and you don't explore it. Do it. Get out there and just start it for the sake of starting it and just know that it's worth it. Yeah. That's a great tip. That's something that 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 hits home personally for me. And I know our audience will uh definitely um no definitely resonate with that um well words of wisdom what is some before we sign off what are some some words of wisdom that you can provide our audience before we sign off and you know just something that uh that might be on your heart right now and something that you feel like uh someone out there really needs to hear it oh words of wisdom you are enough you are enough, your ideas and your dreams and your passions are inside of you for a reason. They are not going away. And if you feel called to pursue something or try something, do it. Yeah, that's, I like that. That's that short, I, you, short and simple. I like that. I was going to keep going, but I'm like, you know, I feel like I just, you know, I, I truly believe people, what is that quote? Um, people live lives of quiet desperation. Oh yeah. Yeah. And we don't have to, and it's, you know, do those things that you, that you want to do just yeah, that's it. I'll leave it at my short and sweet. Otherwise I'll go into a whole, whole monologue that no one needs to hear. But I hope that, I hope that our conversation today was filled with some other inspiring words that will hopefully push people forward into to, uh, achieving or pursuing their passions and their dreams. 
Oh, I'm, I'm sure it will. I'm sure this, this episode will. Um, how can people, you know, get in touch with you maybe for a, uh, a coaching call um, or just maybe trying to, you know, get their fitness up, journaling prompts? How can anybody reach out to you and sort of inquire about your services uh, or about your brand? What's the best way to contact, contact you? Yeah. So the easiest way to probably get to me is on Instagram because that's my jam these days. I love doing those reels and doing more videos. I've been having a lot of fun doing that. And um, of course, you can always find me through my website, katebullman.com or floydconsulting.com. So I'm around if anyone wants to find me. They sh- it's I'm usually I feel like everybody these days is so easy to find for the most part. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Depending they, on what they platform. Find you, they'll find you. <laughs> if they want to find me, um, Instagram and LinkedIn are my two primary social media channels that I use often. And Floyd Consulting is the best way to contact me for for coaching. But yeah, but I always love hearing from people on Instagram because then I feel like I get to to see a little piece of their lives before I have a conversation with them, which is always fun. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, I don't like that. Denied. <laughs> <laughs> If you get a chance, please subscribe, share. Um, let me know how do you like this episode or any of my past episodes. And um, and just like I said, just share it out. Um, if you want to support the show, there's different ways of doing that. If you want to support the show, you can support it at www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash Quantel Langford. So you can, um, you know, if you're a follower of the show, you can, as for as much as a price of a cup of coffee, you can support the show. Um, so there's different things, uh, some, some new content I want to, uh, to create, um, starting to do more book reviews. So Kate, whenever you get your book, um, I, I definitely want to, uh, put it on the show and do a, do a book review. So there, there's all kinds of little things I'm doing. Um, if you have an art event, um, going on, uh, exhibit, please send me a DM, let me know so I can put that on the show as well. And, um, other than that, this has been me, this has been Kate. And it's been the Creative Brew. So once again, be creative, stay inspired.